Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to yet another episode of the Reclaimed American Podcast. And this is a special episode because this is the first episode where I'm a dad. So, Baby Daphne came out on January the 6th. And that's actually the um, topic of this show today. Is uh, I'm calling this Daphne is Here. Basically... Um, if you remember last episode, and if you didn't, shame on you, go back, listen to it. But if you remember from the last episode, I kind of cr- went over the whole Baby T Chronicles from the beginning, okay? Talking about the pregnancy, how things were for my wife, what we had to go through, all that good stuff, right? Well, now that Baby Daphne is here, now we begin a new chapter. Now we're going to have the Daphne Chronicles. So I apologize for that, but you know what? I'm not really sorry after all, because it's exciting for me. This is the first time I have ever been a dad. Um, so, I mean, there's, I don't know what the hell I'm going to get into. I don't know what kind of shit's going to happen to me out there, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm super stoked. And uh, that's what I'm going to share with you today. Basically, if the Chronicles if Baby T Chronicles is all about the pregnancy, well, today's show is going to be all about the labor because my wife did not have a good time with this one. Um, you know, some women are like, oh, it was rainbows and unicorns. I know I've said that before, whatever. But this was not rainbows and unicorns by any stretch. Um, my wife had a hell of a time. So, Daphne, if you're listening to this like 20 years down the road, you get to find out what it was like for your mother and me during your birth. And so basically, here's what, here's the rundown. We went to the hospital on Saturday morning. That would have been Saturday the 4th, uh, January 4th. And my wife had a huge migraine. She had actually had it since like 5 a.m. that morning. I was, you know, your typical guy. Oh, just take some aspirin. You'll be fine. And she did take aspirin. I tried giving her, if I remember right, I believe I tried giving her a massage. You know, kept trying to tell her, why don't you go take a shower? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? She didn't want any of that. And uh, finally, around, I don't know, 9.30, 10 o'clock, she's like, look, you know where we need to go. So I'm like, okay, fine. Let's get in the car. Let's go down to the hospital. So we get in the car and we go down to the Women's Hospital of Texas. Which, by the way, if you are anywhere in the Houston area and you're a woman during pregnancy uh, for the most part, or they, they do a lot of other specialty things primarily for women, and you need to go to the ER and you don't want to sit in Memorial Hermann or any of the other hospital um franchises I guess because you know you're going to be sitting in the waiting room for five fucking hours go to Women's Hospital of Texas every time we've gone there we've been in and out in less than three hours just saying great place if you're a pregnant woman go there check it out anyhow so we go there they check her blood pressure they oh first they ask all right so what's going on and uh, she tells him, I've had a migraine since like 5 o'clock this morning. 
I'm 38 weeks along. Monday, I officially hit 39 weeks, and I feel like shit. So they hook her up to the blood pressure monitor. They check it, and they're like, oh, tell you what. Hold on. We'll be right back. So they went and they consulted with the labor and delivery ward, and they come back in, and they're basically like, all right, well, you have super high blood pressure. We're going to say it's preeclampsia, and you're going to uh, labor and delivery today. So we're like, oh, all right. Now, the funny thing about that, when we were at our doctor's visit for our official week 38 doctor visit, and we set up for Monday the 6th to have the baby or to start inducing labor, my wife didn't want Monday. She's like, no, no, I don't want the 6th. It, it's a thing with my parents. Uh, it's a religious thing. And don't get me wrong, it'd be a great day to have a baby on, but they're so like adamant, oh, it's going to be the six, it's going to be the six, it's the Wiseman's Day or some shit like that. My wife's like, no, 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 I don't want none of that, just because it, it they're going to be however they are. But the doc's like, well, I can't do the seventh, and the eighth isn't looking all that great either. Monday really is the best day, so, all right, fine, we'll go ahead and do the Monday. Well, here we are going in on Saturday the fourth and I'm joking with my wife I'm like hey you're going in to start uh, start labor and most likely she'll be due or born before Monday so you get your wish after all and she just kind of gave me that eat shit and die look but whatever um, but uh, yeah so they take us up to labor and delivery and they're like all right before we can start inducing we've got to get this migraine under control so they start pumping her full of all kinds of meds well, if you have super high blood pressure and you're about to give birth, they put you on magnesium. And magnesium is a great mineral for people that are low in it. But when you're pregnant and you're on it for an extended period of time, it kind of swells up your extremities like a balloon. Maybe not quite like a balloon, more like... More like um, you know those balloons that they make the, the balloon figures out of? And they're like, you know, big, big sausages, overstuffed sausages. There you go. That's, that's what happened to my wife. They put her on the magnesium. They give her some other shit. And slowly the migraine goes away. So like 5, 6 o'clock that evening. We've, now mind you, we've been at the hospital since 11, 10.30, 11 a.m. Saturday morning, right? By about 5, 6 o'clock that evening, the migraine is finally gone, and they're starting to pump the, what they call the pit drip, or also known as oxytocin, to induce the labor. And they're like, all right, well, migraine's gone, your blood pressure's somewhat under control, we're going to go ahead and start you on the, the, the induction medication. And so that, that, that's just how it started. So here we are, we're going along, and in the beginning, my wife was only about one, maybe one and a half centimeters. By, God, I don't know, I think it was about three o'clock that mor or Sunday morning, if I'm rem remembering my timing right, by about three o'clock Saturday mor Sunday morning, my wife had gone from one, one and a half, up to a whopping three centimeters. And the night shift doc was like, well, we got you on the stuff. We're slowly increasing the 
the uh, pit drip concentration but you're still not quite progressing as quickly as we'd like so what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and rupture the the sack that way it will move things along quicker so we're like okay cool sure no problem so they go in they they use this little plastic hook looking dealy and they they pop the sack and from that point until I don't know what was that about 5:30 ish Sunday afternoon my wife had still not really progressed for shit on the um, on the centimeter scale and so they're finally about that time about 5:30 our doctor comes in and she checks my wife and she's like she looks at the nurse and she's like, I thought the other doctor popped the sack. And she's like, oh, she did. She did that last night around 3 a.m. And our doc, with her hand still up in my, my wife's who, she's like, well, no, she didn't because I'm feeling it right here. So um, my understanding is there's something called the four sack. And that's what the doc probably actually got, which, I don't know, it's... I, I don't do the, the whole medical terminology and understanding fully how all this shit works. But basic understanding is the, the, the sack that the baby is in is made up of some layers. And sometimes when the head gets into a certain position in the pelvis, it can cause one of the layers to kind of bulge ahead of the other. And that is basically what, uh, what the night shift doc got. But because they didn't monitor how much fluid was actually coming out, they didn't realize that they missed the main sack. But anyways, so our doc pops the sack. There's a rush of fluid, and then, you know, it, it kind of trickles. There's that initial rush, and it kind of trickles from there, but whatever. So she's like, all right, now it's popped. Now we're going to wait and see what's going on. No, I think that was 3 o'clock Sunday afternoon. So our doc comes back in around 5.30 that, you know, two and a half hours later. And my wife went from three centimeters up to six centimeters. So our doc's like, awesome. You're finally progressing in this labor. Your baby is finally coming. But you're only at six centimeters. We need a lot more progress. But you did three centimeters in two hours. That's awesome. And if you heard my dogs in the background, ignore that. But uh, she's like, that's awesome. Unfortunately, I've already been here on call for 25 hours. I've got to go home for a little bit. But hey, here's the night shift doc. Now, up to this point, we've, in we've liked all the doctors we've dealt with from Saturday morning on. We've enjoyed all of the nursing staff from Saturday morning on. When she introduced us to the night shift doc... My wife and I both, we, we maintain our composure, and we're like, oh, okay, hi, how are you? Blah, 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 blah. And um, then when the night shift doc and the accompanying nursing staff walks out of the room with our doctor, my wife and I both look at each other and we're like, oh, no, 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 no. Because we both instantly in our heads and almost identically out loud said, oh, my God, that's Dr. Manhands. Now, if you're wondering what I mean by Dr. Manhands, this doctor was technically a woman. 
she my understanding is that she is very very into fitness like possibly and nothing against her personally okay just saying that now but there there could be some chromosomal issues and maybe a little higher than normal testosterone levels in this woman and she mm, we were kind of scared of her <laughs> and the nursing staff that accompanied us on this night shift um, journey was not um, the nurses were not the feminine nurses that we've had up until this point no this one was while she was pleasant to deal with um, she was a large woman and I don't mean large as in fat I mean she was like a I'm hesitant to say linebacker but there it is there it is it's out okay she was like a fucking linebacker like every time that we had to roll roll my wife over to change positions, try to get the baby to move around, you know, most of the other nursing staff are like, "All right, ready, one, two, three, whoop." You know, how are you? Did that feel okay? Sorry if we hurt you. No, this one's like, "All right, ready, one, two, whoop," and then just shoved her or or lifted the 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 mat that my wife was laying on, and she goes instantly from this to this. Rather than all the other nurses, they're like, okay, here we go. We're rolling all over gently. No, <laughs> there was no gentle with this lady. It was just, boom, there you go. So anyway, so that was our, our night shift experience, okay? Now, up to this point, so our doc ruptured the sack, verified at 5.30 p.m. Sunday night that we had gone up to six centimeters. Now, from that point on, until like 3 o'clock in the morning on Monday... We went from six centimeters, seven centimeters, seven and a half, eight, eight and a half, and we never made it to nine. We just kind of stalled out right there around three o'clock in the morning. During this time, they're upping my wife's dosage of the pit drip stuff, the oxytocin. So she's getting like a shit ton of this stuff. Every time they, there's contraction, you know, the, the baby's head is like wedging itself into her pelvis. But during this process, I think it was Saturday night, my wife was feeling a lot of pain, so she asked for the epidural. When, and when the doc gave her the epidural, it went from rainbows and lollipops. Wait, no, God, that was Sunday when that happened. Yeah, yeah, because it, it was the Dr. Manhands and, and her merry band of people. Um, so when the, the guy came in to do the epidural... I have to step out of the room because technically it's a surgical procedure. So I step out of the room, they do it, I come back in, and I look at my wife and she's not looking good. She's pale as fuck. And I look at her, I'm like, darling, you need to breathe. Breathe deep, in through the nose, out through the mouth. And she's like, mm -hmm. and then so I'm reaching for a barf bag, I get it, open it up, boom, catch it right as it's coming out. And I'm following her head as she's doing this like three to five more times. During this whole process, Mr. Epidural Man is like, well, I did the epidural perfectly. And there's nothing wrong with the way I did the epidural. So the way she's feeling is not my problem. And now as he's saying this, he's also admitting that, oh, well, yeah, I had to actually stick her twice because the first one we got, we got a wet tap on that one. But... Everything went fine on the second one. But, yeah, anyways, this guy was arrogant as fuck. And, um, whatever. So, it got done. 
She did not respond well to the immediate inrush of medication from the epidural, and she popped in blue chunks everywhere into a little bag as I'm catching it going around. But um, once that part was over, then she started settling down some. Um, she, at some point, ended up, uh, you know, the nurses were telling her, if you hurt, hit the little button, and it'll give you more medicine in the epidural, and you'll feel better. She did that one time, and when they do that, you hit that button, and it pumps like 12 milliliters of whatever shit, fentanyl or whatever the hell, into your back. And my wife was like, oh, I don't feel good, I don't feel good. She didn't puke, but she didn't feel good. So we talked to the nurses, and they got the anesthesiologist, a different person, to come in. And they adjusted the machine to only do half dose. And so at that point, my wife was fine. The half dose did not mess with her, but it did make her feel better. So, all right, so now we've got epidural. You found out that she puked blue chunks when she got the epidural. We're 3 o'clock in the morning. Nothing's progressing. So I go out to the, to the nurse station. I talk to the nurse. And I'm like, all right, so what's going on? And they're like, well, here's the deal. We didn't want to say this in front of your wife because since she has a history of anxiety issues, we're worried that it might trigger an anxiety attack. But because she's been in labor for so long, her cervix is basically um, swelling a little bit. Because of swelling, it's not relaxing between contractions like it's supposed to. So we're going to back off on the oxytocin to try to give her cervix a chance to relax a little bit before we pump it back up again and try to get this thing going. But if things don't progress well, and if we see any issue with the baby's heart rate, we're going to take her in for a C-section. So I was like, okay, cool. You know, because at this point... We're kind of still wanting to do the natural birth, but I'm kind of at the, getting to the point where, hey, if someone just says, do you want a C-section? We'd probably get, take it, but no one really said it. We didn't really mention it. So we're still trying for a natural birth at this point. Our doc comes back in Monday morning around like, I want to say it was 6 o'clock in the morning, and maybe 5.30, 6 o'clock, and she asked the nursing staff, hey, how's things going? What do you mean it's not progressing? If it's not progressing, why didn't you do a C-section last night? All right, bump my my appointment because she, she actually was coming in at this time to do a C-section for another customer, client, whatever. And um, she's like, all right, bump them. Cindy's going in first. So as soon as our doc got in, found out what was going on, found out there was no further progress of the labor She's like, screw the shit. You're going in right now. We're taking this baby out. You're having a baby. So we go in Saturday morning. Okay. Saturday morning. 11 o'clock in the morning. Monday at 7.42 a.m. Our little precious baby Daphne finally comes out to the world. So I'm in the room. They're doing the C-section. They got this big curtain up. So I can't see what the fuck they're pulling out of her stomach. But we're sitting there, I'm holding my wife's hand. She's like three sheets to the wind on all kinds of drugs. But um, then we hear hear the, that, that awesome sound, that cry of a baby. And the doc saying, congratulations, you've got a baby girl. 
And uh, she's so beautiful, healthy, blah, 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 perfect, da, 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 da. Then finally they wrap her up, clean her up, bring her over to us. And we're like, oh, my God. And it was awesome. I was all smiles. I was giddy as fuck. I was just like, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, so we get some pictures. I go over to the other side of the curtain because that's where they had the little weighing station and, and stuff where they put the tags, the bands, and all that crap on the baby. So... No one can walk away with it. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, while I'm over there, I kind of glance over my shoulder, and I can see the thing that's like, you know, got my wife spread open, you know, as they're stuffing her guts back in. And I'm like, ooh, that's kind of cool. And then I hear the baby fuss. I'm like, ooh, baby. You know, so I totally had a squirrel moment there. And uh, I, I was focused on the baby the whole time. I was excited as hell. I'm like, yeah, we got a baby. She's eight pounds, two ounces, um, like 20 inches at birth, and totally healthy, 10 fingers and toes. Um, she didn't have that like wrinkly old man looking face syndrome thing that a lot of babies have going on. She She's as healthy as can be. Beautiful. Of course, I'm partial, but yeah. So that's what's going on. So we, we've got a baby. She's out. She's in the world. Um, they let me hold her. I go back. I sit with my wife. We, we get a few photos with the baby. Um, then they end up taking me and the baby to a recovery area. So once they finish stuffing all my wife's insides back in, they, they sew her up, glue her up, however they do that shit, you know, where they, they close it all up. And But while I'm sitting down there with the baby... You know, up to this point, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I cried like a baby when my baby came out. Well, up to this point, I had not cried because I was just super excited, super stoked. But once I'm sitting in that recovery room and I've got our, got the baby in my arms, I'm looking down at her and she's all like, <laughs> you know, and she, she's like just making all the little baby sounds and whatnot. I have to admit, I, I wept. Okay. Uh, I, I broke down a little bit. I'm like, the emotions finally got the best of me. And I'm like, oh, my God, we've got this little baby. Oh, my God, I've got a little baby. And, and yeah, so I cried a little bit. And then once my wife finally got wheeled into the recovery area, and we're both holding the baby, looking at the baby and whatnot, and then she cries a little, I cried a little bit, and, yeah, that was about it. <laughs> but anyway, so... Finally, now, up to this point, we're still on, on Monday. We're in the recovery area. We're there for two hours, okay? And they finally say, all right, we've got a room ready for you. You've finished the recovery area. Now we're going to take you up to your room. So we all, all three of us go up to the room with the nurses. We get into the room, and then that starts the next phase of the whole ordeal. And what I mean by that is, so up to this point, due to the magnesium, like I said, my wife is starting to swell up like a balloon. And they keep her on the magnesium for a little bit in the once we get to our, our um, postpartum room. And I think she was still on that all day Monday, and they took it out on Tuesday. So basically that's Saturday, all day Saturday, all day Sunday, all day Monday, and sometime on Tuesday they took the magnesium drip off her. So that was at least three days of magnesium going into her. Swelling like crazy. Uh, they've got these like 
pressure pumps on our legs to keep blood clots from forming. And uh, they, they squeeze and they release. They squeeze and release. So that's keeping things moving in her inner calves, right? Um, it took pretty much from Monday through Thursday, I was the one taking care of the baby because my wife, she was, she was gone. Mentally, she was not there due to all the medications, the pain pills, and all the other stuff. Um, they had her on the epidural until Wednesday, I believe. Wednesday morning, I think, is when that came out. They finally released us on Thursday. So all through that whole time, if the baby cried because she had a poopy diaper, this guy changed it. If she was hungry, I fed her off a, a formula bottle. Which, by the way, I've not found it at HEB, but they have these awesome little bottles. They're two-ounce bottles made by Similac with formula, pre-mixed, pre-ready. All you do is you unscrew the top, put a nipple top on, and boom, you feed it to the baby. They are freaking awesome. If you're feeding your baby um, formula, try to find these things. Um, no refrigerated, no refrigeration needed, but of course on the bottle it does say if it's been open for more than an hour, discard. So just saying. But anyways, so that's what we've been feeding her. Um, my wife is breastfeeding. She's also pumping. So when we run out of what's been pumped, then we go back to the formula. So yeah, we're, we're kind of back and forth a little bit. So she is getting formula. She is getting breast milk. Life is good there. Um, my wife was still pretty much kind of not all coherent as she should be until Saturday. Saturday, she was finally starting to become herself again. Now, here we are, the 16th. My wife's legs are still swole as fuck. Um, our next appointment with the doc to see my wife is on Monday the 20th. So we'll find out what's going on then. Um, because of all the extra fluid she's retained, she's on blood pressure medication. Uh, we had to up that from two times a day for the last couple of days to starting today, she's up to three times a day just to help keep her blood pressure under check because it was, it was sky high through the roof. But um, things are progressing. The baby is healthy as an ox. We've already had our first appointment with the pediatrician since leaving the hospital or since, since she was born. We've already increased length by a quarter of an inch and she's already gone from 8.2 pounds to 8.35 pounds. Now they say normally babies lose a little weight in the hospital when after birth. Ours did for like a day and a half and then we just kept feeding her and uh, she, she was actually just a little bit above weight when we left the hospital. So at the moment everything's good, everything's healthy, um, knock on wood, and everyone's progressing well. Uh, my wife, her wellness is very, very slow, but we are getting there. So at this point I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up and say thank you God for a healthy baby. Thank you, God, for watching out for my wife and keeping all of us sane through this entire ordeal. Please continue to watch out for our baby. Watch out for my wife especially. Let her get um, get back to feeling healthy. 
and please let that damn swelling go away. It's, oh my God, it's horrible. But that being said, amen. Um, up to this point, my wife has been able to start moving around a lot better than what she originally was. She can kind of sit up without it hurting her abdomen too much. When we first got to to the house, she couldn't walk around that easily. But now she's getting up and moving around pretty well. But like I said, her her feet look like overstuffed tamales or overstuffed sausage, however you want to phrase it. And her legs are they're fucking huge. But every day there's a little bit of progress, so that's good. Hopefully now that we've got the blood pressure kind of kind of in check, maybe now the swelling will start going down a little better. She already said she's been peeing like crazy all day today, which is good because that's how your body gets rid of all that excess fluid. But um, that's it. I'm gonna I'm gonna call that part good. Um, I would like to remind you if you're watching the video, please um, find us on Facebook, Reclaimed American. We also have a closed group, which I haven't done much with, I admit, but it is Reclaimed American Podcast. Um. If you're listening to the podcast, oh, and also if you're watching the video, find us on iTunes or any other podcast player of choice. Look for Reclaimed American. If you're listening to the podcast, don't forget to subscribe over to the YouTube channel, Reclaimed American. Uh, use the same logo, the, the little black and white flag with a saw blade around it, because yes, I still do woodworking stuff as well. Um... Everything's still progressing. Everything's progressing insanely slow because the baby's taking up a lot of time. I'm back to work already because someone's got to pay for all this shit. <laughs> so like us, share us, share us with your friends, family, anyone that you think could use this message. Um, or if nothing else, you want people to laugh at me. Um, I'm, I'm game for either way. So thank you guys. Thank you, God. Love you all. See you next time.